you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Father, we just thank you and praise you for your holy word. Lord, we thank you for the blood. Thank you that the blood through Jesus paid for our sins, that we owe that we do not owe that debt. God, I just thank you and I praise you for my salvation. Thank you for saving me, Lord. Thank you for calling me, putting me in the place where you've put me. Pray that you bless now as we look into your word, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Blood is probably the most mysterious tissue uh, of all the tissues whose function is yet not fully understood. Of all uh, the things that the blood does is a mystery to life. We understand and we know we cannot live <coughs> excuse me, without the blood. It's the life stream of the human body. Uh, no part of the hum- human body can live uh, without this precious red fluid. It carries oxygen to every part of the body. It also carries away waste products from, from body organs. It also fights diseases and germs that would attack our body, uh, that would try to enter in to destroy us. And one of the most amazing things, though, I find about the, the blood is its ability to clot, form a, a, a shell or a uh, uh, over the wound. And it is amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm on blood thinner, and I'm, I know many of you are. And sometimes I'm thinking, well, is it going to stop? You know, it's trying to clot, and then the medication that we're taking is trying to keep it flowing. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes, hey, do I need to do something different or just let her bleed out, you know? Uh, but I think about that, the, the, uh, the amazing ability for that God designed for blood to clot. I look up in the scripture, the earliest part of of God's word that we find blood mentioned is in Genesis chapter 9, verse 6. And it says, Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he man. The latest portion of God's word that we find that the Bible mentions blood is in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. It says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. And then in Matthew's gospel, chapter 26, verse 28, Jesus himself said, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for many for the forgiveness of sins. The sacrifice of Jesus was willingly made. And I think about that willingness. You know, he prayed. He didn't want to go to the cross. He didn't want to, he didn't want to have to drink that cup. But then he said, however, if that's what you want, Father, 
That's what I want. So his sacrifice was willingly made. It was deliberately made. And we see that salvation of Jesus was divinely planned. Uh, Isaiah even talks about um, our Lord and Savior uh, and the death that he would have to go through uh, for the remission of sins. So I think about uh, tonight the importance of the blood of Jesus. We sing a song, the blood will never lose its power. And I thank God for it. And I've said this before, I'll say it again in case you can't remember it, in case you never heard it before. How much blood would Jesus have had to shed if I'd been the only one he's dying for? You know, one drop would have done the job, but he shed it all. Um, there is power in the blood, uh, whom we uh, have the, the redemption. First of all, there, there's, uh, there's four simple things. We want to look at, at just verse 7. If you have your Bibles open, we want to look at just, <clears throat> excuse me, just verse 7. The first part of that verse, when we think of this, the source of our, our redemption. It says, in whom we have redemption. Now, when we think about whom, uh, this source of redemption, uh, it's in the blood, and I'm redeemed by love divine. We sing that song also. We sing glory, glory, Christ is mine. And uh, you see, like uh, all of us who uh, were lost, some of you might still be, hopefully you're not, but when we were lost, we were like a slave on a slave market waiting for somebody to bid for us. But the thing about it is being lost Satan had already made a bid for us and we belonged to him. And we were like a slave. And when Jesus came and made payment uh, on me as a sinner, all my sins were forgiven and paid for. And they are even tonight under the blood. Yes, I remember those past sins, but he doesn't. And I think sometimes, I don't know how in the world God can say, I forgive you and I forget because he is all knowing. But that's one thing that he has power over that he can forget those sins to never ever bring them up again. You see, that's where we are as human beings. We'll bring up sins again. We'll bring up people's sins again. And we, it's time that we let the, let the old stuff rest and concentrate on what's going on now and what is to come. Because dwelling on my past doesn't do but one thing. Hinders me from doing what I'm supposed to be doing. When I, my mind is on what I used to be. And so we think about uh, that scripture. In whom we have redemption. Redemption is found only in Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man will come to the Father but by me. That's John 14, 6. And when he said it, you can take it to the bank. And that's all he's going to do. He's done everything he is going to do. He's not coming back. He's not coming back to die on the cross. But when he comes, he's going to stop in the clouds and we're going to go home to be with him that have been redeemed uh, by this blood. The idea of redemption here is that of setting free of a person who has come along and asked for forgiveness. And he sets us aside. Now, he don't set us aside just to sit there and do nothing. He sets us aside for a special work. We are sanctified. We are, we, and as we are sanctified, we, we've given ourselves wholly to him. We need to trust him that he's going to be glorified through our life. And it all started in whom we have redemption. And that is the source of our redemption. As I continue to look at, we look at verse 
um, 7, not only in whom we have redemption, that's the, that's the source, but the sign. You know, but many times the, the, the disciples said, Lord, show us a sign. Well, I want to show you the sign of our redemption. The Bible says, through his blood. It didn't say plus this or plus that or minus this or minus that. Through his blood, the precious blood of Jesus. Uh, this is uh, to redeem the sinner. And when I think about the sacrifice that Christ made, that one person, God's only son, would, could die and it paid for the sins of the entire world. But yet most of our world tonight is lost without Jesus. Uh, the Bible talks about the, the, uh, the, the, the uh, broad way, and many are going in that broad way today. It also talks about the narrow way, and few there be will find that way. But Jesus makes it plain. I, I think of the many sources uh, that we have today. We have a, a, a copy of the written word of God. We have the, the newspapers that, that print Christian things in there. There's, there's magazines, there's books on top of books about how to be saved and how to become a Christian and how to live the Christian life. There are preachers on the radio. There's preachers on TV. And this morning, thumbing through, after we had uh, listened to David Jeremiah and Tony Evans and Charles Stanley, and we were supposed to walk out the door and behold, Adrian Rogers, man's done passed from this world to the next, was on. And so I hit my record button right quick so I can go back and listen to see what he had to say because he, he was a prince of a preacher, a prince uh, of a man of God who was down to earth. And so we see the sacrifice that Christ made, the price that he paid. And Hebrews 9.22 says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And I'm thankful that our Lord shed his blood. Jesus died and shed his blood once and for all. He said, I died one time and I died for all and I'm not going to die again. It's already a done deal. It's paid for. All you and I have to do is redeem it. And we sing that song. What a wonderful job this morning, uh, Mark, and the choir. I'm redeemed. My goodness, I, I didn't, but I should have hollered to do it again, but... Uh, a lot of times they frown on that, but that was, that was such a, uh, I mean, a, just a moving song. I mean, you wanted to sing with them, and, and uh, you girls, the pictures was just awesome. I mean, it was just, just perfect. And I'm sure other churches do things, but they don't do it like we do it, do they? Okay. If a person doesn't accept this by faith, according to Scripture, they'd be lost forever. So not only do we see the source of our redemption, it, uh, that it says in whom we have redemption, we see a sign through his blood, but that verse 7 also, we see the satisfaction of redemption. I want to be satisfied. And so he says, the forgiveness of sins. How many times do we have to ask for forgiveness? Uh, well, sometimes when we, we're trying to talk to people, it takes more than one time for them to ever get satisfied that we truly are sorry. But for me, as far as I'm concerned, hey, if you've wronged me and you tell me you're sorry, one time's all it needs. That's one time's all I need. I don't need to be convinced. 
coddled and curled and nothing else. I, I mean, you know, I take you at your word. You say you're sorry, that's enough said. Now, when I think about that satisfaction, the forgiveness of sins, uh, it's a wonderful thing to know that our sins are forgiven and, and they are under the blood just for the asking. God don't make it hard. He said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now you think, well, most of us here are saved, so what are you preaching this for? Because you come in contact with people out there that wants to know, what about this Jesus? What about the blood? Can you tell me? Hey, this, verse 7, you got it right there. You don't have to try to figure out what, what, uh, what, he's to say, what Paul is saying here. Uh, it's, it's cut and dry, the forgiveness of sins. Well, you know, you have to try to explain to adults what sin really is because I'm thinking in this world today, people don't know what sin really is. I mean, hey, I'm doing what I want to do and I'm happy doing it. Um, you asked a little good news, youngers. We got a big sign. It's about this, about this long, about that tall with S-I-N on it. And you hold it up, say, what is this? They'll shout, sin. What's in the middle of sin? I. It's I that is guilty. Nobody else. I can't blame anybody else uh, for my sin except for uh, myself. 1 John 1, 9 says if we confess. And that's another thing. To try to get an adult to confess. Well, I ain't done nothing, preacher. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you were born the way you are. Do you love God? Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I try to love him. Well, uh, have you accepted Jesus? Well, I, you know, my grandpa... He went to church, and my grandma went to church, and, uh, you know, I just, uh, I don't, well, he don't know. They don't know because they, have, they, they, you know, they've never saved. But it says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Because the best we can do, our righteousness, the Bible says, is as filthy rag. You see, it costs the life of God's only son. He didn't have but one, and he died on the cross for you and for me. Well, when we think about this verse, the importance of the blood, we, we see the, the source, we see the sign, we see the satisfaction, but I, I like the, the, the last and the sufficiency of our redemption. Look at verse 7. It says, according to the riches of his grace. Not mine. I was poor beggar, okay? I didn't have anything worth having. And when he saved me, it was by his grace. And we have what we have because of who he is. I can truly say I am rich because my sins are forgiven. I have a mansion in heaven, a place Jesus said that I'm going to prepare for you. I mean, hey, I'm happy. I'm satisfied according to the riches of his grace. And that grace is God's riches provided eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I think about that, according to uh, uh, the word, according to shows the, the, the measure of God's grace and the measure of his forgiveness. He keeps on forgiving. You remember they asked the Lord, you know, how many times am I supposed to forgive them? Uh, seven times 70? I mean, seven, say, seven times, I said, no, my goodness, I couldn't keep up with 490 times, could you? Uh-uh. Even if we wrote it down, we'd lose the paper. 
What he was saying was every time they asked for forgiveness, you forgive them. How many times have I asked God to forgive me? Every morning. And I can't tell you how many days I've been living. A long time. But he's always there to forgive us of our sins. And I tell people, God knows if we're serious or not. Uh, you, I might fool you. You might fool me. But we're not going to fool God. According to the riches of his grace. Uh, you know, only the depth of our sin will cause us to appreciate the love of God. You know, I think of a person, maybe just a, one of our little children who gets saved as a child. Okay, all they know is they're, they're lost and they need Jesus and they want to go to heaven so they accept Christ as a little child. But what, I, what about a person 40, 50, 60 years old, never went to church and done all what they wanted to do and, and they think, man, you don't know, preacher, what all I've done. God can never, ever forgive me of all that I've done. Yes, he can. He can forgive every bit of it. And we need to make sure we uh, explain that to, to an adult that, hey, when they get saved, everything that happened before they got saved, God has erased it and forgot about it. It's gone. Um, I believe it was this, this week. I was trying to share that with an adult. I said, you know, how, how far, how deep is the ocean? And what I understand, there's places in the ocean that no man has ever been. No, because of the pressure that would be there that would crush. And I said, the Bible says that Jesus has cast our sins into the deepest part of the sea. Meaning, he don't want us to go and pick those things up. He's also forgiven our sins and cast them as far as the east is from the west. Meaning, you can't find them. You can't get there. If you're going west, you're going to continue to go west. You'll never run into the east until you turn around and start going east. We can measure from north to south. That's why he didn't say north to south, east to west. He's cast them away as far as the east is from the west. I said, you can't go get those. And I said, God forgives and he forgets. I don't know how he does it, but he does it because he's God. And we need to explain that to adults who... You know, I don't know. How can I believe this preacher? Well, I'm going to share the word with you. And you, you show them in scripture. And the only thing I can remember running into was a man said, I don't believe all that book. Well, you got a problem. <laughs> you know, if you don't believe the book, you got a problem. Well, man wrote the book. I said, yes, he did. But how did man know to write it? When he was just a human being, only God could spoke to man and give him what he gave him. And what I understand, no less than 40 authors put this thing together in a period of no less than 1,500 years. Do you ever think they had a committee meeting, Dean? You know how committees are? We've got to get together, boys. We've got to make sure we get these stories right. They didn't have to do that. All they had to do was listen to the Holy Spirit of God and write down what God said to write down. And the blood runs from Genesis to Revelation. We're not for the blood. We could be lost forever. You ever had to estimate how, how, how rich God is in grace? Now, his grace is sufficient. Now, and, you know, and the sufficiency of our redemption, uh, you know, it's grace. It's the grace of God. He has grace enough to save every sinner who comes to him and asks for forgiveness. I just love that verse of whosoever. So when we look at that, in whom we have redemption, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according 
Not to my riches. I'm just a poor beggar. Poor lost sinner. But it's according to his riches of grace. I don't remember the song title, but something about the old account was settled long ago. You know, God, through Jesus, done pay for all of our sins. But not all have come to redeem it and claim it. So when we think about the payment for sin was satisfied on the cross. You ever went to pay for something and some I mean, the cashier says, hey, somebody's already paid for it. I'm here to pay my price where I can enter heaven. Somebody's already paid it, son. You can't pay it. It's already paid. It's already paid. Debt free. But the thing about it, being debt free, we're not sin free. That's the hard part. We're not sin free because the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the devil will see to it that we sin. We as his children. He will see to it that we do. That's why his grace is sufficient. How much does it take? Whatever it takes, he's got it. Don't worry about him running out. You know, hey, uh, how much blood? Don't worry about it. We've got plenty. If you were laying on the bed and, and needed a transfusion and somebody come along and say, hey, I'll give you some of my blood. Well, I don't know what kind of blood you got. We might question it, but not God. Not the Lord Jesus. His blood is pure. His blood will save to the uttermost, okay, and forever. Father, thank you for your precious word. Thank you for your blood that was shed for me and this people that are here tonight in the whole world. God, I just wish that people we talk to, people we share you with would believe and accept you. Lord, help us all in here tonight. As I look around, Unless I'm badly mistaken, there's not a lost person in this room, God. But if there is, I pray that you speak to them and to know that their sins have been forgiven. They're just, that God is waiting on them to come and, and, and claim him as their Savior. But Lord, I pray that you'd help all of us as Christians not to be afraid, not to be ashamed, to share about the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.